this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Wednesday, September 6th. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I'm grateful that your parents stopped by to see Ellie because we were able to duck upstairs and record our episode earlier than usual. They, my parents live like 15 minutes away from us, which is great. And they've been out of town for a week. And, you know, we're, we're just all honest about this. Um, I probably would have not seen them for at least another week after they got back if Ellie was not around. I mean, right. they want to see their grandchild and of course come bearing gifts. And Jeff jokingly said, what'd you get for us? And my dad literally laughed. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie, let me have a bite of the Paddington Bear chocolates. Oh no, it was a uh, hedgehog chocolates. Hedgehog chocolates yeah. that, that she had, uh, but that was it. <laughs> She'll probably let me read her Paddington Bear book, but that's it. Yes, yeah, she will. And by the way, I don't think Ellie's even going to notice that we left the room. No. She has been talking about her grandparents like all day and she hasn't seen them in a week, which is a long time for her. And so she was so excited. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for our new studio. And the last one, obviously, that we were planning for took a lot. Of, there was a lot of back and forth and whatever. When I tell you, we... I if ordered we, everything we, last week. Sorry, yeah, we talked about it. We did tell the story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, the stars were just not aligned for that one. And yeah. the other one we hadn't furnished. It was it was furniture that was, you know, already there, which was like great. But this one, we're doing the design with a designer for. And I ordered everything last week and all the furniture came in yesterday. <laughs> and Jeff was like, oh my gosh, it's literally all here. Like tons of boxes. So today what I'm going to be doing is unboxing everything, putting furniture together. I am so excited. And most everything came from like Target and Amazon, which I think is super cool. My suggestion for you would be to hire someone to assemble all that. Now- you, you're, you're overconfident right now because- Yesterday, you assembled two chairs mm -hmm. that re each required four bolts. The legs were already together. Yes. You just had to put the leg on the bottom of the chair. The, the problem with assembling furniture is when something goes wrong, it's never a five-minute fix. Right. It's a, well, there goes the rest of the afternoon. Well, I think I'm going to start with the easy stuff first. Like there's a couple tables that I think the top, you attach it and screw it to the bottom. Like I'm going to start there and there's like some chairs that are fully done. All I have to do is take them out of the box. That's it. So um, I'm, no. So I'm going to start with that. I opened the ones that you think just come out of the box because I thought the same thing. Any ways. They have, are they the ones with the little swivelly things at the bottom? No. They're the dining room chairs that are going to go in our office. Oh, yeah. Those don't just come out of the box. Um, they're, they're in a flat box. So don't steal my joy, right? Let me have, if I get an hour into the process and I've made no, but like, it's like painting, right? Like I have the option to say, okay, I need help. And I'll call a handyman to come in and help me. But I'm really excited about this. And I want my hand all over it. So I'm going to try and see how far I get. Okay. And if it becomes a waste of my time then I will hire someone. Is it the best use of an entire day? When it brings me tremendous joy, okay. yes, it is. And I don't even have all day to do it because I have like back-to-back -back meetings and picking up Ellie from carpool. So yeah, I mean, I'm so excited about it. And, you know, to, don't steal my joy. I may wind up hiring someone, but for right now, you're welcome for saving you the money. Us the money. 
I don't know why I said you. Like it's not your money. It's you know the reason it's money. The the reason I don't think it's saving us money in the long term is because I believe that whatever it would cost someone to assemble that, it would take them far less time than it takes you. Oh my gosh. The handyman we used to build, came over to build Ellie's dresser. Like we had to get her a new dresser because her old one broke. And uh, he was done in like 10 minutes. Yeah. The, a person like that will have the job, to have everything assembled in, in less than two hours, right? Yeah. It will take you six hours. Then they haul away all of the packaging and all that stuff. That yeah. all goes away. You don't have to mess with any of that. I think you are you are much more valuable in a different role. But if it brings oh, thank you. If it brings you joy, go for it. It brings me a little bit of joy. I saw this article in the Atlantic that I thought was really interesting about marriage. And Jeff, I wanted to get your feedback on it because it's a unique thought that I don't think I've ever heard before. And as someone that has been married twice, I'm wondering if your opinion on this will be different than mine. Um, so she's saying that one who, of her- Who is she? The writer oh, from The okay. Atlantic. Got it. That people have studied happiness and married people statistically are happier than people that are unmarried. That's just what the data says. So- she was talking about reasons why, and some of the research is broken down into like two camps. And the first one I thought was so interesting. And she said that in camp number one, believes that marriage doesn't make you happy, rather happy people get married. So the act of being married isn't the thing that makes you happy, but people are ha who are happy to begin with get married and then they remain happy. Whereas there are some people that are not happy or that are unhappy, and they remain unmarried or they marry another unhappy person and then they're still unhappy. What do you think about that? I think, I, I don't like surveys with such broad sweeping generalizations because I know people who are single who are completely content being single. Yes. What the argument that I would make on that data is that a happier, a married person rather is often presented with more opportunities to experience consistent happiness than an unmarried person, right? So unless you're completely content in your singlehood and you're not dating for anything other than sport, mm -hmm. even if you are dating for sport, chances are, that you're not dating somebody else for sport. Like somebody's going to have a, a more, um, what's it called? Uh, somebody's going to think more of the relationship, which is going to cause tension and angst and, and lead to unhappiness. I, I think there are more consistent opportunities for happiness to somebody who's happily married. If you're not happily married and those opportunities cease, then you become unmarried. Mm -hmm. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I don't think it's, I don't think that the married people are generally happy. Well, that's not what I was asking. So basically they're saying that there are like two kinds of people in marriage, like happy marriages, one or well, no, there's two kinds of people. Those that believe that you're happy on your own and happy before, and then you meet someone that's also happy. And then together you live a happy life because that was already happy. Yeah. Um, there are other people that think that 
getting married is what makes you happy because there's something very special and sacred about marriage. And that's the part that makes you happy no matter where your happiness level lies but what before if I'm the in, relationship. What if I'm in neither of those camps? Well, here, okay. So here's I, what I, I was going to assume I another, about you. I have another thought based on my own experience. Okay, what's your thought based on your experience? And if you're new-ish to the show, Jeff was married for 10 years before we, uh, he, with his ex-wife. Right. So he's been married before. I have not. And I, I think that the, I believe that it's easier to be miserable than to be happy. True. I think that 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 the brain or the the soul is the default position is grumpy. Mm-hmm. I think it takes takes less energy to be grumpy. Mm-hmm. I think it ta- it's the thoughts come faster. It's easier to think of reasons to be unhappy than or to go to negative thoughts. It's way easier to go to negative than thought positive. So that being said, a happy person could partner up with an unhappy person and be pulled down into the unhappy hole, Mm -hmm. right? The Um, unhappy hole. Which would result in the demise, eventual demise of that relationship. Mm -hmm. Whereas a happy person and a happy person together that's got staying power because when somebody is a little bit unhappy, it's not a permanent thing. Right. So, so yeah, I, that I, totally makes sense. I was thinking, does it, does it answer your question? Yeah. I, I was really, thinking, I don't of, think I understood what you were well, I think for me, I am definitely someone that thinks that if you're happy before you, that makes a happier marriage. Um, and I haven't been married before, but I think you and I were both in places where we weren't necessarily super happy And then when we got to a point in life where we were both kind of confident in who we were and happy with life, that's when we met. That's why our relationship is successful. Like, I don't know if I had met you. I'm still not confident in who I am. But if I had (laughs) met you 10 years before, I don't think that you and I would have lasted because I don't know. I don't know if you were unhappy, but I do think that from what I know about, you know, your previous marriage, I don't think it was two happy people getting together and then starting a marriage, you know? Like, so I think it is, and that's not a diss to the marriage. People that aren't super happy and fulfilled in themselves get married all the time. Like we all, like it's very common, I think. Um, But I just thought that was an interesting way to see it. And I think that, you know, it's, we say happy, quote unquote, happy, like, you're not happy all the time. Hard stuff happens. Like we've been through hard stuff, but I think the fact that you and I were fundamentally happy with our lives when we met. Yeah. I don't think that either one of us glorifies the idea of marriage. I think you should not marry somebody unless they're clapping. Unless they're what? Clapping. Because if they're clapping, they're happy and they know it. How long have you wanted to say that? Most of the whole time you were talking. Were you you even listening to what I was saying? About what? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I I, I would like to propose an idea, a suggestion of you, something that you should do that I think is really far outside of your comfort zone, but I think it's important for you and I think it's important for our business. Mm. I think you need to find and join a women's entrepreneurial network of some sort. I'm not against it. Really? 
Yeah, I thought you were going to say I needed to take like a sales course or something. And I was like, oh, no. I don't think you should take a sales course, but I do think you would benefit from learning more. I, I, I think you would benefit. How do I say this without being insulting? I think your instincts business-wise are more often than not really right. At least, I mean, what do I know? Right. Mm-hmm. But they seem right to me. Mm-hmm. But you second guess and you make yourself nervous and you make yourself. Right. You just, you're not, it's not that you're not confident. It's that. No, I totally second guess myself and my decisions. And I don't think it would take much for you to stop doing that. I think you need the validation of or a network of. I totally need validation. Mentor type, whatever. And I know those things are out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there's just other stuff that comes up that some of the stuff that comes up as as we're growing this business, um, like the Small Business Association, Mm -hmm. right? They have funding and loans and they have grants for female business owners, which is you, all this other stuff. But it's all tied to the government. So if you try to figure out how to do it, it's it's impossible. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Somebody sent me an email and said, hey, um, what what I can't remember what we were talking we, Something we talked about on the show ha- made them think, oh, Callie owns the business. You know that the government gives millions, tens of millions of dollars to, to female, female business business yeah. owners. And also you can get loans at terrific interest rates if you mm-hmm. ever need to grow your business. Yeah. Wow. I said, wow, that's great. Thank you for the information. I, I, I can't find it. I mean, I find I've it. actually like, yeah, found it before. And then like 20 minutes into the search, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so daunting. We have, um, I mean, this is kind of, this is just, we have a loan through something that's government affiliated. And every time either one of us have to log in to check to make sure that the payments have been made. Oh my gosh. That the the check-in process is so overwhelming that there are times <laughs> that we have just said, just send another payment. Right. You know and what? And it'll go towards something. What you do know, I, my next taxes, what does it need to go Yeah, to? just send another payment. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, I for sure do. And I it got to a point where I think they said at one point, like, oh, we'll mail you your login info. And I'm like- <laughs> We'll fax it but, to you. But like our accountant needs it now. Like I can't wait two weeks for the, yeah. It's just like very disorganized. Anyways, I think you should look into that. I yeah, think, maybe and, I should. And I know it feels, it feels- I can't visualize you at, you know, one of those networking cocktail hours with your name tag on. I can't either. Moving through the room. I can't either. But I think there's such a, I think it would be such a benefit. What if I started my own? Do it. I know so many women that own their own businesses. Like, Do it. Yeah. Do it. Because I think I do a good job of like meeting people like one-on-one, but. um, Why don't you do it? Why don't you do it with a half a dozen people? Yeah. So it's you and five other people. Mm-hmm. You do it at our office. Right. Do it happy hour time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pay Make for it. everybody's drinks and yes. then just. Pay for everybody's drinks. Do it at our office. You bring bottles of wine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I might do that. 
Last week, Callie and I started having the conversation about buying a house. We're renting our house right now. Um, we were going to buy a house after we were going to stay in our last, the last place we were renting for another year or two, and then buy a house once the business was established, once we you knew about our family, all of that stuff. We're going to buy a house. The landlord decided to sell it. So then we move into this house, which is terrific. Great location. We want great to neighborhood. We want to stay in this neighborhood. We yeah. want to with I kid you not, within 72 hours, I think it was within 48 hours of us saying, okay, let's start the house shopping thing. Let's do this. Um, a new story came out that mortgage rates hit the highest they've been in our lifetimes, I think. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like eight, almost eight percent mm -hmm. for a mortgage. Uh, that's number one. Number two, something happened at Callie's parents' house where they had a Las Vegas-style casino fountain in their front yard, like Bellagio. For hours. A pipe broke. A pipe broke in their front yard. That was their responsibility. It wasn't the, the city water line. Right. And they're paying for the water. They're paying for the grass that was ruined. They're the paying for the repair. Yeah. And then our friend came home to find her basement was completely flooded. And I, I also kid you not, there were between my parents and and our friend who like came home to a wet basement. They both said, "Homeownership, homeownership." You get you guys are doing it right. You yeah, you guys are doing great by renting. So, so, so Jeff now, and I are paranoid now. We're like, are those signs? Should we not be the, talking about this right now? The fact that all three of those things happened within the forty eight hours of saying, "Okay, let's start looking to buy a house," right? Yeah. What? And we're big believers in signs. We are. So or we need some reverse signs now. Or here's the other thing that I was thinking. Or are we scared? And so we're making up the signs to I'm be like, yeah, 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 we're afraid we're No part of me is scared. I, oh, I'm terrified. You are? Why? To own a house? Yes. Um, I don't know. I think it's like, well, I think it's a couple of things. One, we were raised by parents in a generation where you didn't, most people didn't move all the time, right? Like most people, your parents still live in the house that they brought you home from the hospital. And uh -huh. my parents have owned two homes ever, you know? And I think that was like a generational thing, you know? And- Oh, so you're thinking if we buy a house, so, we're so going like, to be in the house. We're going to be in it forever. We're going to die in it. We're going to die in this house. Like, and that seems like a big decision to me. And it also seems sometimes in my life, and I don't know if you still do this, Jeff, but I'm like, I'm 17. Yeah. I can't buy a house. Like, right. what do I know about life? What do I know about anything? Because I still feel really young, even though I'm like, wait a minute, I'm 37 and this isn't a grown up thing that I need to look into. And if it's right with our family, like if it's what's best, then I need to look into this. But I'm like, you know, and then, then the um, imposter syndrome comes in and it's like, nobody is going to give a 17 year old a loan. Right. <laughs> you know, so for me, maybe... For me, I'm looking for signs for us to not do it because I'm really scared, but I've also never done it before. I've you've done it twice. I've never owned property. So I have I have no problem renting. I'm over moving. If we were moving, if the moves that we are making, right, were to completely different sides of the state, if we were moving to the beach for a year, if we were moving to the lake, if we were moving up to 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 Syracuse for a year to, you know, yeah. live up there, whatever. If those were the moves, 
then I think I would be okay with it. But the fact that we've moved, moved walking distance four times in yeah. the past 10 years since we've been together mm-hmm. and we could walk every so- single house with the exception of when we lived at the battery, mm-hmm. we could walk to all of our houses. It's just annoying. Yeah. It just annoys me. Right. And I'm ready to not have to deal with that anymore. You yeah. know? So, yeah. So we need some, we need the universe to send us some reverse signs on the joys and blessings of homeownership. All right, here are your three random things for today. Number one, if you want to save money the next time you need to rent a car, make your car reservation exactly seven days in advance. That is considerably cheaper than booking it way in the future because the the Hertzes and the Avises and the Dollar Rent-A-Cars and all those companies will know exactly what their inventory is. Mm, that, got it. That close. And there might be cars they, the, that the, they want to get off the lot. That they need to get off the lot yeah. to get them out making money. So the cheapest uh, rates happen seven days before you are traveling. Obviously, major holidays are exclusions to that rule. Your second random thing for today is no surprise to anyone. Babies make pets fat. We can we can say yes. We agree with this research. New research reveals that pet obesity grows in households with a new baby, um, mostly because their dog gobbles up food that the baby drops on the floor. And um, also 65% of people say that they have less time for dog walks or they don't feel comfortable bringing the dog in the stroller at the same time, which is totally true for me. And as a side note, do you remember when I got shamed at the vet because Sadie was eating Ellie's food off the floor? Yes. Sadie was really overweight. And this woman said, you know, do you have a baby? And I said, yeah, you know, she... Clean, the dogs clean up the floor and it's like baby food. Is, you know what I mean? It saves uh-huh. me from bending down and having to clean it. Dogs are God's gift when you have a messy eater in your house. And she looked at me and she goes, well, if it were my house, that wouldn't be allowed. And I kind of laughed because I thought she was kidding, but she was dead serious. And she's like, we don't allow in our house the kids to feed the dogs. And I was like- Ellie's not allowed to okay. feed the dogs. Ellie's just clumsy. The dogs, as far as I'm concerned, are earning their keep when they're picking up after something that's spilled on the floor. Right. Lily has strong opinions about this about this story. Right, your third random thing is Lily. It's a doodle. Lily hates doodles, and there's one walking. Reel it in, Lils. How can you eat a doodle? No one needs doodles. Uh, when it comes to money, do not buy coffee and go shopping. They don't go together. Researchers from the University of South Florida said shoppers who have a cup of coffee before or at the start of a shopping experience spend 50% more money and buying 30% more items than non-caffeinated Interesting. Mm -hmm. So next time you go to Target and you hit up the Starbucks and you plop it in your cart and you go shopping around. Target is the worst at that because normally, okay, if I'm going to Nordstrom or if I'm going wherever I'm going, if I have a coffee in my hand, that's not conducive to browsing and holding clothes, Right. Right. Target, you got the cup holder in the cart and it's so easy to set it down, sip and shop. That's where you get in trouble. And those are your three random things. Thanks for listening to the Upside Pass Cast. Peace to you.